Welcome to the University of Michigan Dentistry Podcast Series, promoting oral health care worldwide. We are going to splint these two castings together after proper positioning by using a Duralay acrylic. At that time, we will invest the splinted castings in a soldering investment and then uh, burn the acrylic off. Using anti-flux, we will anti-flux areas where solder is not desired, that is the occlusal, buccal, lingual, and cervical areas of the crowns. And with control, we'll flux the areas where solder is desired, that is the contacting proximal surfaces. After investing these crowns in a soldering investment, we will solder the castings together using a 650 rod solder. And then after quenching and cleaning and pickling, we will shape and finish the solder joint area with a volcarbo separating disc and with more sand and cuddle discs. Uh, once we have our casting flame, and of course this is the one you've been using, uh, then uh, we can uh, uh, take a very close look at it and break down the component parts of the flame. You have a little better understanding. Now we're pointing to the air blast area, that darkened area. As we proceed out, we get into the combustion cone, and uh, this is a, a uh, more uh, blown up view of it. You can see this air blast, darkened area, wide uh, in this particular case, uh, gradually, as we proceed down the flame, uh, we will come into the uh, combustion cone at the tip of the air blast, uh, gradually working our way uh, down the flame towards the uh, reducing cone. Here we're pointing to the combustion cone, and now heading out to the uh, outer edge of this flame uh, is the reducing zone, and that's where the maximum heat uh, is obtained, and this is what is the point that is focused on your metal when you're trying to melt it. And fading out into the oxidizing zone, and of course this has no heat to it at, uh, at all that uh, would cause your metal to melt. Now we're going to adjust our flame down to the soldering flame. First of all, we'll uh, cut our air back, and of course this broadens the flame out, and then uh, we'll draw the flame back in by adjusting the gas uh, valve at the torch. You see that our flame has become smaller, more pointed, more direct. It's more of a brush-like flame. Uh, further adjustment on the air and then further adjustment on the gas, getting that flame down to uh, the type of flame that we want to use to solder. Now taking a close view at our soldering flame, once again, breaking it down into its component parts, you'll see that the parts have been drawn closer together. The air blast is smaller, uh, more, more distinct, and becomes more pointed as we uh, go out towards the edge of the flame. We're going to uh, gradually go uh, point at the combustion cone uh, and uh, work our way on out to the uh, reducing zone of this flame. And in this particular case, uh, it is at the point of this reducing zone, and we're pointing at it right there, that we focus on our investment. And of course, our oxidizing zone is out beyond that. Now here's a picture of the two flames comparing one with the other. First of all, the soldering flame. You'll note again that the air blast is very narrow and compared to the uh, casting flame where you see it's quite wide and quite drawn out. You see that the casting flame is, is, is larger, 
Uh, and here we're pointing at the reducing zone right at the point that we want to focus on our uh, investment. And then down at the uh, reducing zone at the point of the flame, you see that it's broader. Uh, it has a, has a, occupies a larger area. And then, of course, the area beyond the flames uh, is the oxidizing zone. And that is the oxidizing zone. And then, once again, pointing to the oxidizing zone here. The entire investment is either placed in a room temperature oven and raised to 1,100 degrees or placed on a wire gauze and set up on the top of a ring stand and gradually heated with a torch, taking two or three minutes to raise the temperature of the investment. The major objective in this instance is to, to burn off all of the residual acrylic and wax. Now, if your investment was heated in the inlay furnace to 1,100, then it is now removed and placed on the wire gauze and ring stand for soldering. You can see the bubbling of the residual wax and the acrylic burning out of the inner dental area. Coming around to the buckle. Making sure that that embrasure and inner dental area where you want solder to flow is completely cleaned and void of the acrylic and the wax. We are very cautious never to concentrate our flame up on the crowns for any particular length of time. Now we have the residual wax and acrylic burned off. Using a Ward's carver, we can introduce some SS white soldering paste into that embrasure. We don't want to get a lot on, but approximately that amount. And flowed down into that area, and you'll see it bubble right on through. At this time, we will place a Bunsen burner underneath the investment to heat, from un heat the investment from below, because it's by doing this that we will draw the solder cervically. The solder will flow towards the hottest area. Heating from underneath and heating with our torch, we can get the solder to flow down into that inner dental area and get the right shape to it. Now a small piece of solder can be introduced to the embrasure up on the occlusal surface. Now we've placed this and we'll tease it back lingually just a little bit, get it right about in the center from buckle to lingual. Now we'll begin to heat our investment with our soldering flame moving around, but heating only the investment. Now I'll concentrate the flame on the investment. Now perhaps in the camera we can pick up this little focal point on our investment. You'll see a black center, a red area, and then a little black center. Now you see that little black spot. Now that's the focal point, the hot spot of our flame. And that's the one we want to focus on our investment. Now we'll move our torch around to the buckle. 
and heat on this side too. Now keep in mind that the little piece of solder that we have up on the occlusal portion is the indicating piece of solder. When that flows, then we'll know that our crowns are hot enough for solder. Now we'll begin to concentrate our heat on our investment. You have to keep your eyes on that little piece of solder. When that flows, then we know that these crowns are hot enough to introduce the rest of the solder. Usually they'll take on an appearance of a cherry red color. We've inserted our rod of solder into a mosquito hemostat and we have fluxed the rod of solder so that it too is cleansed. Now we move our torch around, keeping that focal point on the sides of the investment. Now it'll take a while for you to Get your investment raised to the temperature that will impart a heat to the crowns that will make the solder flow. You should note that I am not concentrating the focal point of this flame on the crowns at any time at all. If I did that, then the solder would flow up the occlusal and it would not go down between the crowns. Now we're getting near that point where this little piece of solder will flow, and when it flows, you'll see it flash down between the crowns. Now you begin to see it go, and now it flashes down between. Now at this point, we can bring our rod of solder around and introduce some of it from the buckle. You see our solder jump right down into that interdental area. Now we'll flow a little more solder right into the buckle, like so. You see the very shiny solder that has gone down. Now we'll go around and we'll heat our investment from the buckle and we can introduce a little more heat and make that solder undergo a final flow. And that's what we're doing now. All right, now our joint is soldered and we can turn our torch off, turning our air off and then our gas. We'll leave our investment cooled down slightly, and then we'll place the investment with the castings into water, and we will quench it. We'll take our castings, retrieve our castings, and bring them back, and we'll put them into a Coors Crucible with Prevox in it, and we will pickle these castings and clean them, and getting, getting them ready for a final uh, finishing and contouring of this joint. Now we'll not take this joint through the polish stage. We'll only finish the joint. Polishing, or I should say finishing down into that joint, getting ready for the final polishing stage. I know all of you will want to polish these crowns. That is not necessary. We will have plenty of time to do that when we get to the bridge. All we want to do is finish the sides of the crowns in the solder joint area and finish that joint. Now if you've done the soldering real well, and contour the joint properly, you shouldn't have too much finishing to do. And in this case, we were fortunate enough to get a good soldered joint, and we uh, really don't have too much finishing. Now I think we could take a very close look at this. <clears throat> 
And see that we have our solder joint extending from nearly, from near the buccal occlusal angles to the lingual occlusal angles on this occlusal surface. Turning the crowns, we'll see that the solder joint, as we hope we can, is, I'll roll it a bit for you here, is heart-shaped in its contour and extends approximately halfway down these crowns, but has not encroached upon the cervical of the crowns. This allows for freedom of flow of fluids in that cervical area and would allow the patient to tease dental floss. You've been listening to a presentation from the University of Michigan School of Dentistry, which is dedicated to supporting open learning and open educational resources. This recording is licensed under the Creative Commons. It may be reused and redistributed for nonprofit use. Please attribute materials to the University of Michigan School of Dentistry and redistribute under this same license. For more information on how this and other University of Michigan School of Dentistry recordings may be used, visit www.dent.umich.edu slash license.